0: Welcome to a chef's table. I'm Chef Jim Coleman. Sugar has a starring role on Valentine's Day, but it's also within easy reach of our daily lives. We automatically spoon some into our morning coffee or get a quick chocolate fix in the afternoon. But sugar wasn't always readily available. We'll hear about the history of sugar.
1: Sugar from sugar cane in this earlier period was Such a labor-intensive thing to grow and to process that uh, it was a rare commodity.
0: Later on, we'll pick great dessert wines and heat things up with the guru of grilling. Unbelievably, he's moved the fire and smoke indoors. The fact is, if you're grilling over wood in a fireplace, you actually have a better taste experience than you would simply over charcoal outdoors. But first, when I was a kid, candy wasn't something I got on Valentine's Day. It was what I bought as soon as I had a few quarters in my pocket. I love Cracker Jacks because I got a toy too. I enjoyed hot dog bubble gum because it was cinnamon flavored. But if I was going to get gum, I also wanted the gold mine nugget gum, which came in a cool burlap bag. Some of these great childhood candies are gone, but historian and candy expert Beth Kimberly is working hard to keep these sweet traditions alive. She packages regional retro candies and has written, Candy, a sweet history. Beth, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Now, Beth, I assume as an author of books about the history of candy and the history of chocolate, that Valentine's Day has got to be like the Holy Grail Day in your world. So
1: It is an amazing day for chocolate. In fact, it is the um, holiday where most men buy candy. Um, and it was... Um, you know, started basically for St. Valentine's Day to honor St. Valentine's. And it was really Cadbury who invented um, Valentine's Day packaging, fancy packaging, which is still packaging that we use today.
0: Now, was it still, is it a U.S. Uh, or a state's holiday? Do they celebrate St. Uh, Valentine's Day or Saint uh, the St. Valentine anyplace else?
1: I think it's mostly pop- popular in the, in the U.S. and Europe. Um, Of course, you know, Europeans love chocolate even more so than than um, people in the United States. I think per capita Europeans consume like 40 pounds of chocolate a year and Americans are about half that but yeah Valentine's Day in Europe is hot.
0: So we have some catching up to do then and it, as far as eating chocolate goes.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, good chocolate. Good now, chocolate.
0: And being a chef here you and know, we have the busy seasons and you gear up for those busy seasons. I assume in the chocolate candy world or and candy and chocolate world that these guys gear up do they Do they all of a sudden start making special stuff for Valentine's that's only for Valentine's, or do they just make more of it because they know they're going to sell more?
1: No, I think there's a lot of candy companies out there that are looking to capitalize on the, um, you know, business of Valentine's Day and make special pieces that are heart-shaped and with red foils and red bows. I mean, oftentimes it's their regular candy sort of dressed up for the season. But you know usually it's like the the red fillings and the red frostings come out and and of course, all the heart shaped molds
0: and I guess the heart shaped boxes as well, I mean, I guess uh packaging's as crucial as anything else, and
1: packaging's huge, and you know now with all the technology behind packaging um, and the fact that it helps to keep candy fresh. I mean, a lot of companies are using these high tech wrappers and and foils and, you know, ribbons so that they can get their candy on the on the shelves in early January and have it stay fresh for February.
0: Now, when I was growing up, I mean, you never saw dark chocolate. I mean, it was milk chocolate, everything Mm -hmm. is that when you go and see dark chocolate, is that American companies that are getting into that business or it's still imported or,
1: you know, a lot of